This call may be recorded or transcribed. Hey, little man. Hey. Still in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Riverside now, so. Okay, you're getting back into the civilized world, such as it is. Right. I made it from the Dead Sea. Yeah. So, any thoughts since we last talked? Um, actually, I was on the phone for a long time with Brett, a guy at work. That's kind of my lead there. Oh yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So we had a good talk. We were talking about the performance problem and stuff, trying ah, to figure right. it out. When you say performance, yeah. is that a person performance or the system performance? System. You know, oh, okay. you shouldn't use Microsoft Windows to run a launcher. You should have just, you should have just stopped that sentence right there. You shouldn't <laughs> use Microsoft Windows, period. Right. <laughs> Sorry, old Apple guy joke. But, but especially, especially for uh, defense stuff. Security, mission critical secure systems, yeah. Exactly. You use not at, Linux. Not as primary use, design criteria. Right. You use a real-time OS, like Red Hawk or something else, or you use RHEL or some sort of Linux. You don't use yeah. Windows. Yeah. I don't know who, who did that. I don't know. But we're, we're switching it over. But ah. for now, we have to figure out this problem since this, you know, this version is already out there, so. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's actually one of the Swan Factory projects is this question of how do you introduce a new operating system in a world full of other operating systems where everyone expects things to work a certain way? And, right. you know, it's, it's, it's not unlike the problem of how do you create a new kingdom with a new set of norms in the midst of a world that is deeply conditioned to support the old norms. Right. And Windows just goes out and it just does its thing. And you're like, what is it doing? Why Why yeah. is it? Yeah, and it causes unreliability. And well, because it's always trying to call home, right? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. sure it was like so, it was the only thing. It was probably the only thing handy and familiar at the time, so the people who were rushed or distracted or scared just chose to to go with the familiar, even if it was a really bad idea. Right, and I think so. I was reading up on the history of this program, this product, and I, I it came from I think a really small company that. Raytheon ended up acquiring, and so I wouldn't be mm -hmm. surprised. If, yeah, whoever was, whatever engineers, whoever was at that company, that that small company that came up with this thing, new Windows, and just went with that. But yeah. it's not a good. I could see using Windows for the maintenance laptop, but for the tactical system, no, no, you got to use Linux, man, or or a real time yeah. OS. So that's that. So how? So it, it, I mean, is it possible to change it, or do you just have to work around it? 
Um, no, we we are actually moving to they 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 are gonna run on Rel. So that's part of the project that I'm working on is us moving over to Rel for the tactical system. So they are gonna get away they are gonna get away from Windows, but the problem is that's gonna take like a year and then you gotta phase out the systems that are already out there. So like they phase them out meaning they have to like retire them or bring them back in for refurbishment or uh they'd probably bring up I would imagine they would yeah, eventually just overwrite the OS the the Because the hardware SSD. is fine. It just has a operating system that wasn't designed for this new way of for the right way of, of, of working. Right, because you just can't rely. Windows is just not reliable to as a let it run system. And and even if it powers down and comes back up to let it load everything and start operating all on its own without user interaction. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what Windows isn't great at that. I mean it can do it, but it's not you know the system is meant to be the system is a keyboardless, mouseless uh embedded system basically. Yeah. A monitorless system which you can look at go out and hook up a KVM but yeah, headless. So, yeah. If it goes down, back up, all on its own without logging in, running stuff, you know. And Windows has the auto log on feature, but right, it's it's, still it's, they added it on as a feature after the fact. It has to fight. Right. <laughs> Right. It's like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's after the fact rather than just kind of part of the overall basic architecture. Design, yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait till we move over. But Yeah. It's it's keeping me employed though right now, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever what happens, there'll always be a future in computer maintenance. <laughs> Except that, you know, they want us to figure out, they want me and, you know, like, and then like Ben and Brett, you know, our team to figure out what's causing the performance issue, why this thing goes down sometimes. And it may be cyber related, but may not be. And so it's like, well, this may be out of our purview, but I, but I know it'll look good for us if and when we manage to figure it out what's causing the problem, especially if it's not something that we initiated. Right. So. Which I um, don't think it's, I don't think it'll be anything that we've done. I don't think it'll be a patch that we, an OS patch or anything. I really think this is a Windows systems resource issue, but we'll see. Right. It's not any fault of what you did. It's the system you inherited that was just fundamentally broken. But you're the ones right. who are running the test. And so you're the ones who find it out, and if they can't find the real cause, they'll blame you. <laughs> right. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but I do, I mean, I have, there have been inroads made. You know, our rapport with them, um, we have made inroads on the relationship between cyber and, and them. So that's good. Yeah, just trying to build some trust. Yeah, like, well, so 
I think they like me, right? They act like they like me. They're not as like difficult as they were with the person that they were with the person on my team that worked on it before I did. But I worked hard at that. Like, I I just you know, well you know how we were talking about before on the phone call. Yeah. So like I I I don't I like peace and I like getting along with people and I don't want people to be mad at me or judge me. So then of yeah. course I'm gonna be very, I'm gonna be very careful at the PR. So. Yeah. So I mean, this is what we called. What? This is what we called the man, right? The party dude that's very responsible and you know, does what everyone expects of him. Right. And it, in this case, it, it is, it works. Right. Right? So is that that's really good boy. <laughs> you know, it's being, doing what other people tell you to do and acting the way other people want you to act. Right. And it is very effective, right? Which is, you know, why we have that. Um, but that's why you probably act out in all these other ways because it drives you bonkers. Right. So can you imagine running a different operating system? Um, yeah. I mean, I've worked with Linux. I've installed no, 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 Linux. No. Where... I'm, I'm, I'm going metaphorical on you here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> sorry, that was a bit of a abrupt sea change. But yes, the, when I talk about like, yeah, it's really hard when your operating system was designed for a different problem, and you're just piling layers on top of it to try and make it fit in. And <laughs> this is the metaphor I've right. been playing you for. Like, this is probably probably our last episode because tomorrow is crazy you'll be with family and then I'm gone for two weeks and so we yeah, an epilogue. I leave tomorrow uh, Saturday afternoon um, wait and so wait you leave tomorrow today is Thursday tomorrow is Friday I think we both have family stuff to do and then Saturday oh, okay. is you leave Saturday oh, okay yeah and what is it 10 days you said? It's, I'm there 10 days, but I think it's like 12 days. And oh, so, okay. Yeah, it's a long gap. So, um, so yeah, I mean, but I think this is a good, this is a good place to end with maybe a bit of a cliffhanger. Cause like, I think like the, the, the goal, I mean, was mostly be talking about me, but even there, the goal was to try to help you understand you right mm. is to understand what it means to be a loki and realizing that this fear of 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 looking bad in other people's eyes is how society functions and how society dysfunctions they're the same thing mm. right and i think mm -hmm. you finally have a clear sense of actually what it means to follow Jesus, right? Is that this is precisely the reason Christ had to die. Because 
you know, what he is asking of us is insane and impossible in the operating system of this world. Right, Dobson and Will can, can, can fake religion and layer on top of it, you know, worshiping Jesus and celebrating his death and all these things. Uh, but it's yeah. not just religion. It's not really being headless. <laughs> right? It's still right. trying to live by the systems of this world, try to make everyone like you, try to fit in, try to do the right thing. And like, it's not that those things are unimportant or even unnecessary. It's just that they kill you. They eat your soul yeah. away with all the compromises you have to make. And you end up, you know, doing, and, and you, you, tr and, you know, it's not a situation like, what are you, like, in all honesty, if you sat down and said, you know, hey, this is not about you. This is about me. I realize I have a problem with anger and I have to deal with this. And there are things you do that, tr that trigger my anger, but this is really my issue that I have to deal with. Right. Okay. I just, um, I, I just see that. Okay. And then, and then, the, you know, like, then the, okay, good. Then the second question is, is that, is this something you're comfortable you, walking? Yeah. Just go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but you know, that puts the onus on me, right? Well, yes. This is like I said, you have to pick your fights and then you have to fight them to lose. This is the paradox of Christianity. Is you pick which crosses you're going to die on and which battles that you will lose, right. and that's how you that's how you win. Is you don't want to lose all your battles, and you don't want to fight all your battles, but you have to choose the right ones to fight, and then you have to choose how to lose, and that's how we destroy the works of Satan. Mm. Is we point out everything that's wrong and we say, oh, by the way, this is mostly wrong with me. Okay. And the question is then like, hey, are you willing to walk with me on this journey um, to see what comes up? Or would you rather I work on this with other people and report back to you in a while? You know? Okay. But, you know, and because really it's, this is the, um, this is just puncturing the illusion, right? The, the code of silence. The thing we never say. What about the uh, practicalities of like, well, you know, what what she does that irritates me. But and that's the question: Does she want to walk through this journey with you, and understand how she is caught up in this, including facing some of these ugly things? And if she's open to that, great, you know, then you can share and you can figure out what tolerance you have for saying these things and what tolerance she has for hearing them. You know, it might hmm. be a little, it might be a lot. I honestly don't know. I can imagine it going either way. Sure. I mean, my gut sense is that um, it will be painful like, you know, cold water on your face when you're waking up. Right? Right. Is that there's a shock at the beginning, but it's like 
ah, like there'll be a moment when, when she says, oh my God, my marriage is a sham. He hates me. I failed. Because that is the reaction that we have that keeps us from doing all these honest conversations. But once you get past that, it's like, oh, thank God. This has been driving me crazy for years. We can finally talk about it. Now, that could be a 30-second transition. It could be a three- to six-month transition. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. But I suspect it won't be that long. I think, I mean, well, actually, a lot of it depends. I, think I can speak from experience on this one. Is the more at peace you are with yourself, the easier it will be for her to digest. Right. If you mm. come across as, uh, and this is the this is the crazy thing, right? About <laughs> maybe he doesn't like the headphones. He's the he's the he's the no no AirPods in the playground here. The dog is barking at me. Um, <laughs> or maybe he just wants me to play with him. Yeah. So weird. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Is that, yeah, is that if, if you come across as like, hey, I understand this issue, I, I own it, and you invite her to take what she wants in terms of being part of this process, but you don't, as I've often done, try to force her to view it a certain way, right? I think that's generally what happens. There's two things that stress people out. One is we try to force them to take on a certain role, and the second is if you come across as insecure and uh, scared and uncertain. Those are the things that tend to make people triggered. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, like once I had to tell my son uh, uh, kind of a hard conversation about some stuff that was going on, and I realized at the end of it, I never told him everything would be okay, but I realized because I just said, hey, this is what happened. This is really hard. This is what we're doing. And this is, you know, what I'm looking for God to do to get us out of it. And I think he was okay with it. I mean, he acted out a little bit. But for the most part, he acted out less than he did before he found out, because I think he was subconsciously aware of it, is that if you are at peace, then other people will default to being at peace. If you are anxious and scared and stressed, then other people will default to being anxious and scared and stressed. That makes sense. Yeah, now, to be fair, this doesn't mean this will be pain-free. It just means right. that if you can stick the landing, then at least you can, you know, uh, walk steadily forward. Because what will happen is that the next time something happens that triggers you, you will have to break the script. Right? You shared a story last time about, like, someone, they called you out for doing something that embarrassed them. And it's like, you know... The uh, a, a mature response would be to say, you know, after you get a problem, like, hey, I understand I embarrassed you. I'm sorry that I embarrassed you. But in the future, I'd really appreciate it if you would wait till we were in private and then come and talk to me about it rather than aggravating things by embarrassing me in public the way that I embarrassed you. And I totally understand you have a right to do that because I embarrassed you, but I still think it would be healthier for both of us if we didn't. Right. right? And being able to say those things and have those conversations is really important. And, you know, I think eventually she will appreciate that. And I think as you grow, but like, unfortunately, the, the, the it's, it, you know, the, the more smooth and even it is, the less drama there is. But often you will get in touch with your anger, you know, 
uh, before you get in touch with your grace, and that will occasionally cause different kinds of blowups that you've had in the past. Much healthier blowups. You'll actually be talking about real things rather than pretending. Because usually what happens is you, if I understand correctly, you tend to make like snarky, rude comments that trigger Anna. <laughs> yeah. For no good reason. And the way to avoid that is to understand what's actually bothering you and share that, ideally as gently and humbly and graciously as you can. But it's still better in general, at least in private, to share these things directly than not share them and have it all bubble up and erupt awkwardly in public. Right. But it will be awkward. It will be difficult because you literally you have to break the script. And, you know, you, you, you've been married for 27 years, right? You've got a well-defined script. You act out. She rebukes you. You apologize. Right? <laughs> it, it kind of sucks, right. but you know, what, uh, it, it, you know, it, 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 it's what you are both familiar with, even if you're not happy with it. And to grow yeah, in this area is precisely to to do the things that you are unfamiliar with uh, that feel right. It feels bizarrely unnatural and wrong, even though it's way healthier than what you normally do. Right. Yeah. And and fighting that conditioning, you know, fighting that operating system that was designed to perpetuate the kingdom of this world is how we get to live in the kingdom of God. Mm. And this is where the swan and this is this is the whole point of the swan factory. To give people an experience of what it feels like to have a new operating system in every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and everything you're doing both professionally and personally is, you know, we've been taking this, what was it, 2015 when we floated the Swan Factory, this 18, no, eight year, yeah, this eight year hiatus, hiatus, you know, is we are finally, you know, I guess it's supposed to be seven years, whatever. Anyway, we finished the seven years of hard labor, and then maybe there's another seven years of rebuilding. Like, this is how we save the world, David. This is how we mm. build the Swan Factory. This is how we bring the kingdom. is one relationship at a time, realizing our own dysfunction, learning how to confess that in a way that brings healing rather than devastation, and then just walking it out, you know, one broken script at a time. Like, literally, that's all it takes. It's just excruciatingly hard. But, you know, it gets easier if you see other people doing it, if you have stories, uh, if we have a podcast and people listen, hey, you think you've got problems, listen to this story, see how someone that, you know, you know, seven years, you know, I guess, it's 2015, so 14 years, 2029. Uh, I think that's when we said, gosh, that's when my, uh, my son will graduate High school? No. College? What year is it? 23? Yeah, 29. My son will graduate you know, somewhere around 2029 from college. Right? And so that'll mm -hmm. be, you know, when we, that's the plan we're going to launch the Swan Factory and write the musical and take over the world with our technology. And 
at that point, people will not believe how lame you used to be. <laughs> you will not believe how lame you used to be. And that's why we want to have this story. It's like, hey, we all start out as zeros. We all start out as clueless and terrified and self-indulgent. Um, but, you know, I mean, one of my favorite phrases in all of scripture is they saw mm -hmm. that the disciples were illiterate, were uneducated men, you know, and they took note that they had been with Jesus. Mm. And that makes all the difference. When you see Jesus, when you see him loving you, when you see that the joy that awaits is far greater than all the terrors this world uses to keep us in our place. Like, nothing is ever the same again. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me pray for you, and I'll ask you to pray, all right? Okay. God, I just thank you for this crazy uh, two-week uh, extended work trip that Dave, uh, Little Man had where we were able to have these conversations. I thank you for the long car drives as frustrating and tedious as they've been for him in some ways. But mostly God, I just thank you that, um, that we're not alone on this journey. Uh, that, you know, I have had David as a faithful, uh, Sancho Panyas to my Don Quixote for these many years, and that he has someone uh, like me that, you know, has walked this road before that can help put the pieces together, and that he is becoming someone that will help other people put the pieces together. And of course, we're all just following the, the path that Peter and Paul and Augustine and Grand St. Francis and Martin Luther and so many others have walked before us in different ways. And that we have such great riches, such a great inheritance, deeply flawed, broken people who got many things wrong. But you can still look at them and say, yeah, they met Jesus and they were transformed. And with all the corruption and all the religion and all the Pharisees, somehow through all of that, we were able to say, hey, there is still a Jesus here worth following. And if he can do something with messes like that, then maybe he can do something with a mess like me. And I don't have to stay a slave. I don't have to become a Loki who destroys everything. I don't have to become a hermit who runs away from it all. I can actually learn to love, to love myself, to love God, to love my wife, to love my kids, to love my job, to love my my state, my country, my world, and not be destroyed by it, but to help redeem it. And I thank you for David's faithful partnership in the gospel from first day until now. And I thank you that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Lord, thank you for Ernie's wisdom, for his support and love. Thank you for uh the mentor and friendship that we have i pray lord that you see him safely to uh, spain i think it is and i pray that 
he has a productive time there, Lord, and a growing time with you. I pray that whoever he ends up fellowshipping with there, work people, non-work people, meaning strangers, I just pray that... I pray that um, you will just uh, be in that, Lord, that you will uh, bless him with relationships and uh, fellowship. I pray that he'll be a light uh, to some people, Lord, around him there, uh, people that you know who need it. And um, I pray for Sundia, Lord, and, and the kids while he's gone. I pray that you watch over them. I pray that it'll be a good time for them as a smaller unit family, um, and that you will help her, help Sundia with her work, um, and and that she will find continued favor with her employer, Lord, and and with her patients, and um, yeah. So Lord, we just pray for this. We pray for uh, the technology side, Lord of what Ernie does and his team do and what his company does. And we pray, Lord, that you bless their hard work, that it will be a blessing um, to others, other companies that use it, um, and that, you know, you will help them be productive and innovative. And, again, Lord, just I just pray that you bless their diligence and perseverance and hard work. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, little man, I will be praying for you as you go and try and have some uh, honest conversations. Uh, okay, thank you. And we will say texts, and we'll try and do a follow-up in a couple so weeks. Will you ha- are you going to have your phone over there? Yeah, I will have my phone. I will have Internet. So I will be – in fact, I could even do uh, uh FaceTime call or whatever if I needed to. No, yeah, I understand. No, I, I was just asking, like, so if I text you, you would get it, probably get it? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, all right, I was just curious. All right, okay, little man, I think this is the end right. of the Loki series, but hopefully we'll have an epilogue, and maybe next time uh, you will choose a new name, and we will see what that is. All right, sounds good. All right, take care. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.